The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you care about your country, if you're concerned with the direction America is headed, if you're concerned that we live in a society where you're not allowed to question where the virus came from, if you're sick and tired of all this shit, then guess what? There's a reason why you're listening to me right now. We left a trail of breadcrumbs like Mexican Morpheus. Red tamal, blue tamal. Thank you for choosing the red tamal. Welcome to RPT. The way it works here is we are protected by a subscription business model. What you do is you go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. You sign up for the price of a cup of coffee and you get multiple podcast shows. Rob, tell them what they get. Every Monday you get a chingo chat, which is the non-political version of red pill tamales. Uh, it's not political-ish. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, there's a public episode on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere we get your shows. And on Friday is a bonus RPT that you get exclusively on Patreon only. And in the future, we are working on more programming for the rest of the week so that you can have five days a week, nonstop chingo bling RPT. That's right. Puro pinche RPT. So we are syndicated. We're broadcasting everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. But if you want the whole enchilada, if you want to dig deeper, if you want the entire episodes, the exclusive content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. This show is great because of the audience, the Tamal Intelligence Agency. All right. So you've come to the right place. Do it now. Take action. Sign up. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. All right, so check it out, yo. If you're like us and you want to get more books read, but can't always find the damn time to sit your ass down and read an actual book, then try Audible. We partner with Audible to give you, members of the TIA, the TIA, and all our podcast listeners, a free book is yours to keep forever and a 30-day trial of their Audible Premium Plus package. No contract. You can cancel anytime, and they'll give you a reminder when your trial is about to end. Here's all you got to do. A couple steps. Click the link in the show notes below, or just go to audibletrial.com forward slash red pill tamales. Click on Audible Premium Plus. Put your info, browse what book you want, and get your free book. Uh, let us know what you got. Why'd you, why'd you get that book, and what'd you think about it? We'll talk about it on the show. Sass. Right now, I want you to get ready for the Masa Messiah, the Tamale Kingpin. You know where I'm going with this? And Ray the Four Play. I'm all, hey, I'm already not comfortable. The Versace Mariachi. What? All the way from Houston, Texas. Chingo Bling. And we are live. Sas, dale gas. This is RPT season numero 6, episode number 64. It is June 23rd, our year of the Lord, 2021. Yeah. I am Chingo Bling, aka Pedro Herrera, because I need to like start branding my uh, my government name. Oh, snap. <laughs> I don't know if I should go by Pete and <laughs> make yeah, it easier. Most people. people say Pete, yeah. 
Sepa la madre. Well, you know, I went by Pete in school. And we had producer Rob Sass. What's up, everybody? New the, angle. New new angle for you. The man that makes it all happen. He's Thank the you. glue to the RPT, man. Making sure that the patrons are taken care of. If you have not joined our Patreon, it is growing. Thank you guys so much. You guys are going to be the reason that soon we're going to have a mini split AC unit back here. <laughs> it won't be no fan noise in the episodes. We ain't going to be sweating. Rob ain't going to be glistening. Bruh, it's rough. Yeah, because, uh, you know, this is the Garage Studios, broadcasting live from the humidity capital of the world. That's right. Houston, Texas. You ever wonder if people like Mark Marin and other people that started in their garages, Fighter and the Kid, were sweating balls like this? I don't... They you, don't have to, you gotta believe, right? This is kind of like paying dues. But they don't dues. live in Houston, though. Yeah, this is uh, paying dues. Yeah, you're right. That's California. I mean, hey, Disney started in the garage. So did Apple. That's my excuse. That's what I tell myself every day, bro. I like that. That's a good point. That's how I hype myself up, homie. I like it. That's how I stay motivated, big doc. I'm gonna take that and run with it. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna wake up every day like it's, we all started in the garage. Hell yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Shit. You know what I'm saying? Cold showers early in the morning. That's right. Get that. Uh, get the <laughs> hormones going. But from the garage to the road, Chingo. That's right, man. We'll be talking about hormones on the other episode, man. Chingo Chats. However, this is RPT, and if you have not joined the Tamal Intelligence Agency, now is the time to take action and hop on patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales because we're living in a day and age where some very, very important information is not getting to you because the mainstream media purposely keeps it in a vacuum. False narratives galore. Psyops on psyops, how Sam Tripoli likes to say. Hit us up, man. Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill Tamales and sign up for the price of a cup of coffee. Sass, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, I am a stand-up comedian, believe it or not. Back on the road. I know some people be like, man, Chingo just want to run for office. Chingo want to be governor someday. No, that sounds very boring. Too many skeletons in your closet, too. Yeah, they're going to dig up some shit. Uh, You know, Chingo one time, man, he... uh, you know, he snorted Lucas <laughs> off a girl's uh, breast in, in Del Rio, Texas or some shit. Crumbled up some mazapan on top of it. Yeah, he put some mazapan in a music video, chopped that up. Uh, we don't want that coming out. Freedom of Speech Tour. I'm headed to California, Ontario, California, baby, July 14th. Then we hit Oxnard, the 805. That is July 15th. And then back to back. Waco, Texas, July 16th. Midland, Texas, July 17th. Nino America hit me up. Oh. He said, bro, we're going to sell out this show. He says, we already bought, we already reserved a whole VIP table. That ass. He said, Patriots going to be out there deep. <laughs> I got roots in West Texas, man. I've been going out there. I got a lot of friends and homies, so uh, do not get sold out. August 11th, Irvine, California. August 18th, San Jose. August 27th through the 29th, Denver, finally. El Paso, what it do? September 9th through the 11th. Brea, California, September 15th. Addison, Texas, October 7th through the 10th. San Antonio, October 14th through the 16th, and then home, H-Town, November 5th through the 7th. And we're, we're, dude, we're working on Salt Lake, we're working on Phoenix, we're working on Vegas. All right. So everybody stay tuned, hit it up, chingobling.com. So we're looking for a big second half of the year is what you're saying. Hopefully, man. You know, I get to go back to work. Uh, we have a baby due August 6th, and... Um, I'm going to be working already, as you heard in the dates, like August 11th or some yeah. crazy shit with a newborn. But hey, man, bills got to get paid. That's right. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, since we mentioned the Patreon like we do at the top of every episode, if you didn't catch the Chingo chat, usually, you know, the Patreon exclusives, Fridays and Mondays, there's a teaser that goes up 
on the public feed, Spotify, iTunes, the whole thing, Stitcher, wherever you listen to them, Podbean, whatever you like. But this week we hadn't uh, we hadn't done one for the public since like the sixth episode because mm-hmm. I remember you went in really deep on some good conversations on that one. We're like, you know what, everybody needs to hear this. We did it again uh, with this past episode twenty one twenty one because uh, we really went deep on health and wellness, mm-hmm. and you know, health is wealth mm-hmm. depending how you look at it, right? Oh yeah, how you frame it, and yeah. um, people have responded to it really well. So if you missed it and you thought it was just a teaser, it's a full hour episode. Go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. I think we're on to something. Uh, yeah, we've been teasing. Uh, us wanting to do a whole nother podcast show, like a whole nother show, man, so that the patrons can have mm-hmm. more content, more content, more content. And we think we want to talk about, you know, the health thing, man. We want it to be empowering. We want information. Uh, we want the Patreon community, you know, everyone on the app to be sharing their health hacks. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, check out this cauliflower pizza. Look at the numbers on this Ezekiel bread and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and the other one would probably be this is just throwing it out there, like without even having talked about it before, but mm-hmm. like how to how to take care of your future, you know, your future wealth, yours, your kids, you know, what you want to do with your money. Having people like Chris Irons and people from that uh, area and make that maybe its own other programming, you know, to add to the Patreon. So the health, literally the wealth, the politics, which will never stop because it's never going to end. We're always mm-hmm. going to have stuff to talk about. I think that'll be a really good uh, mm-hmm. topic as well to cover. Or we combine them hoes and do it. Uh, money and my muscle. Ooh, I like it. Dude, I actually, I really like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I don't know. We'll make gold coins that say money and muscle. Something. Uh, but hey, stay tuned. And like Rob said, go check out that free full hour Chingo Chats episode. Man, there's like a fucking bug on me, dog. Oh, man. The, um, the bug's uh, one of the muscles. Yeah. They, they wanted some of that size, that, that masculinity. You know what I'm saying? We got to save masculinity. But we want to talk about stuff like that. Hormones and mm-hmm. testosterone and masculinity and how to optimize so a lot of stories today man yeah where do we start dude i know i've got my list of stuff but i know you had to have consumed i always put it at the top okay what's I got, on the top I got of a list. Head. yeah i got a list so do you recall the lancet scientific journal yes we've mentioned it and you sent me an article five minutes ago that i haven't yeah read i know and it's long too yeah. uh we were trying to watch a sermon this morning dr ed young and i'm sitting there like trying to do both one, one ear on the sermon one eye on on my reading these articles <laughs> what does peter danzig do again for real so so the lancet was considered a very credible scientific journal uh for a long time up until recently i think their credibility took a hit when when all the news came out about Wuhan mm-hmm. and this thing being a, a man-made, possibly a leak, uh, a, a lab, maybe a bioweapon, maybe the CCP was involved. When all that came out, it kind of uh, put a damper on the Lancet's credibility because they had published uh, um, like a letter that was signed by like over 100 quote unquote scientists, right? Right, right? That they all got together and they're like, hey, y'all, they talking about this shit maybe didn't come from bat soup. Maybe it came from a lab. And they got together and they were like, man, we look, everybody sign this and say, like the, like the voice of God, do not look into the lab leak theory. Mm-hmm. Do not. Leave it alone. Uh, these are We're scientists. Follow the science. And we're all in agreement. And we all signed it. There's no need to look into that. Well, come to find out. They had to run like a little redaction retraction. Mm. So they just published something where they're like, uh, previously we had published something and we weren't that forthcoming about the conflicts of interest of Peter Daszak 
uh, leader of the, what is it, World Health? No, not the World Health. It's called uh, Eco Alliance. Yeah. And they're based out of New York. And he was very much involved with all the grant money and the funding that was going to gain a function research. Uh, Peter Daszak is a zoologist and he's very, very cool with the CCP. And he's also the only American who was involved when they were trying to look into the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay. He's, he was like down with the, with the World Health Organization. He was over there and was like, man, ain't nothing to see here. Look, we already done came. Y'all need to stop snooping. We told y'all it came from soup from a market. And they're like, so how'd y'all know? How'd y'all look? It's like, man, because they're my homeboys. I'm cool with all these Chinese scientists. And they said it won them. It's like, so that's how you investigate it? So anyway, I think it's kind of like, kind of groundbreaking that the Lancet has pivoted. Maybe there's too much liability involved. Oh, you got to think, yeah. Like maybe they're like trying to throw Peter Daszak under the bus. Maybe they're just like, hey, look, we can't crash and burn and lose all of our credibility. Right. We got to like somehow, you know what I'm saying, admit, admit something. So you sent me this uh, humanevents.com, Lab Lies, A Conflict of Interest for Peter Daszak, for Dr. Daszak. Have you read all of it yet, or you, you just... No, I skimmed that. You whole. skimmed that. It's, it's long. Yeah, the other one the other one I want to share, I, I read that one. Okay, I wanted to bring it up just so the listeners uh, will get a good idea of it, but just Google yeah. or DuckDuckGo, because I tried Googling it, it, can't, it took a little while. Yeah, fuck Google. Uh, DuckDuckGo, Human Events, or just go to humanevents.com, Lab Lies, A Conflict of Interest for Daszak. Okay. Yeah, and Human Events is, uh, I believe, like the the head person over there is Jack Posobiec. He's a fluent in oh, Ma- word. Yeah, he's fluent in Mandarin. He's a ex Navy intelligence officer. Uh, some people try to discredit him because he was one of the people early on with the PizzaGate thing. Mm. Like he jumped on the PizzaGate thing, and supposedly like they weren't trafficking kids from the basement of a pizza shop. Sure. Uh, so people like to use that as a to discredit uh, him yeah they do that to everybody it's like yeah. oh one time they tweeted uh, uh they retweeted a link from a website who you know wasn't all the way you know so just be aware of that anyway it is like we all haven't done that like we read something and we start reading it and we're like oh shit and you hit retweet right away before you finish and then you're like gosh oh, retweeted that so i've been locked out of my twitter right i might need your help because uh rob is the uh technical expert you didn't even tell me this this is hey man this is new information okay. brother. all right breaking news so I don't know what happened somehow, some way. I can't log back into that bitch. It's oh, like, God. and then I put my email and say forgot password. And they're like, nah, this ain't the email no more. And it's like, bitch, what you mean? It's the only email I got. And then, then I'm looking through my emails and it says somebody logged in via Android out of Phoenix. And Oh, no. So, yeah. So, if y'all see like weird shit getting tweeted out. I mean, they ha- I checked the other day. They haven't tweeted anything. Really? Okay. So I don't know what's going on. And Twitter is not helping me log back into my shit. Imagine that. They're not helping Chingo Bling who's talking about all this truth, all these red pills. We're going like, to have to roll. Hey, we're going to roll up, homie. Hey, what's up, Doc? We're over here on Twitter headquarters, big Doc. Where's Nino at? Right? Me and Nino going to roll up there deep. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? So I'm going to check it live on the podcast now. Yeah. So so anyway, that's the story on The Lancet. That's the story on Peter Daszak. Um also, shout out to whoever put together PeterDazic.com, and they just put all his business. Like, you know, there's clips of him doing interviews for like 60 minutes or being on C-SPAN, literally saying, oh, yeah, we send money over there, and they got labs, and they do gain-of-function research, and we're juicing up these viruses, and we're trying to figure out maybe how we can, you know, see what it do, make them more contagious, and, and blah, blah, blah. So, you want to hear the next uh, thing I got? Uh, on my on my list, 
Is your wait? I do, I do. Okay. Remember your thought. You are at Chingo Bling on on Twitter, yeah, right? Yeah, at Chingo Bling. Are oh, they tweeting weird shit? Oh, definitely. What are they putting, dude? They they change your avatar to Iron Man, and it says I, Iron Man token. It's all Bitcoin and at Chingo Bling, Houston, Texas, fifty three thousand followers. That's your account, man. You got hacked, <sighs> man. Okay, they must have just start. Didn't they delete it on my old tweets? Man, how do I get back in this shit? Look at that. Joined August 2008. They just took my whole shit. Now it's all fucking Bitcoin, Iron Man shit. Anyway, so that's annoying. There goes... Um, but you know what? I just felt like I wasn't getting much traction on my Twitter anyway. Mm. I felt like nobody was really even following me or checking up on what the fuck I was doing. So we'll see. Maybe them bitches will buy that Twitter page off me. I don't know. They already hacked it. They have it. God damn How it. am I going to... Now what? I got to fucking pull up to Twitter headquarters? Pretty much. Okay. All right. That's the so, first task after this episode. So that's a fucking damper. Um, oh, so there was a... Check this story out, y'all. And I'm trying to figure out where we can get more info. If it's... Uh, oh, it's on revolver.news, okay. I, I believe. So the story is there was a top Chinese, you know, CCP spy and... He defected China. Uh, I forget what month he came over to America, right? Ah, yes. And he was like laying low for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then he just like went off grid and he went to meet up with the uh, uh, Department of Intelligence Agency or something, some shit called the DIA. And he didn't want to go to the FBI because we already saw how they treat Chinese defectors and Mm -hmm. they just just treat them like they're double agents and ignore them. So this is huge, y'all. This is huge. A Chinese spy... Came to the U.S. and was like, hey, man, I'm not going back over there. He brought two terabytes. Any of all my nerds out there, y'all know how big a fucking terabyte is. It's a lot. A terabyte. I mean, supposedly, and I, and I hope this is real. I hope, like, he's not a double agent. He's not feeding misinformation or nothing like that, But because they got to look into that. Two ter- two whole terabytes. And, and I, we got to find homeboy's name because it's like a, a Chinese name. It's hard to pronounce. Yeah. Supposedly on these computers or whatever, these hard drives, there's information that about the El Virus being, I guess, a bioweapon and all kinds of dirt on how many politicians are have received bribes and are basically bought and paid for by the CCP. All, todo, way, todo, todo, everything about what media outlets they control, um, their entire little game plan on how they're just subverting some shit is it uh dong was that his name yes okay essay way so via the daily beast mystery of top chinese spy masters rumored defection gets even weirder so i don't know man we gotta see we gotta fact check this one yeah i don't know it's it's weird so supposedly he was like a top chinese spy look how this starts though okay where is dong jingwei Rumors that China's top counterintelligence official had defected to the U.S. last February reached fever pitch over the weekend, propelled largely by unfounded reports in anti-communist and pro-Trump circles that Dong had brought with him evidence that the COVID-19 pandemic had originated in a leak from a virology lab in Wuhan, not from an animal source. 
And this is from the Daily Beast. They yeah. lean left, right? Yeah, they lean a little bit more, I would say, left, center okay. left, maybe. So it's like, okay, I would expect, ver you know, verbiage like that. And, and look what it says. The Wuhan lab leak theory has not been proven. The vast majority of researchers believe the virus leapt from an infected animal to a person, probably via Wuhan's wet market. Yeah, right. This is already bullshit because yeah. even in the John Stewart when Stephen Colbert a uh, little sit down, it's the Stephen Colbert says, Well, you know, there's there's bats. There's bats in Wuhan, uh, John. Bullshit. Bullshit. Uh those types of horn shoe horseshoe bats or whatever, they come from the Hunan province, like a fucking thousand miles away, like hella far. They, they came from the Hunan province and there's a doctor that goes by the bat lady her crazy ass she will go in there and collect these samples to find these viruses and she had funding she thanked fauci publicly like i want to thank dr fauci for the funding so i can continue to be the bat lady and continue to study these coronaviruses she would bring them viruses to the wuhan institute of virology and um now that we're on the subject of john stewart i heard an interesting take and it was the people from uh, No Agenda. Okay. Very interesting take. They said that, because Homeboy, he worked with Jon Stewart back in the MTV days. Uh, what's his name? Curry. Adam Curry. Adam Curry. So he basically, his theory was that Jon Stewart is an operative of the Democratic Party and that he only surfaces when it's something really really important like raising money for the 9-11 firemen who were getting shafted right. didn't get that money and basically stuff like that he said he wasn't promoting anything he didn't have a book he didn't have a project he wasn't fundraising he wasn't promoting a new show a network he just went on there to supposedly tell his little jokes and and he's his his uh, theory is that he's softening the blow so that as they pivot the narrative about the lab leak theory, I guess uh, normies can can already have the seed in their head. God, I fucking love Adam Curry. It That's was a it great was, take. Yeah, it was a very <clears throat> interesting take for sure. It, this Daily Beast article goes on to say, uh, quote, the CCP has never admitted any defection of its MSS officers. Dr. Han Liancho, a former Chinese foreign military, our ministry official who defected in 1989, uh, told Spy Talk in a small, I don't know, I guess, I mean, they're just def denying the defection of these recent spy, quote unquote spies. I mean, duh. Yeah. If, you, if you had one of your top spies leave your country, go to your enemy's country with two terabytes of fucking chisme, information where Hunter Biden's on that bitch, everybody's on that bitch. Um, Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, I think it was, I was reading, when I was reading that as well, mm -hmm. there was like, a, I don't know if it was that guy or someone else saying how many people, how many young spies are coming out of China. I think it was like one in three or like, do you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it, I think, I don't know if it was uh, from this story, but basically like one out of three Chinese uh, college students yeah. are basically just feeding info back to the CCP. Right. And yeah. I mean... We're already at war. Like, we don't already know. It's weird because it's like we know these things, right? Normies don't know. <clears throat> no, they don't. But a lot of us do. A lot of people do. They know it's happening. They know it's been happening. It's, it's just how do you, 
fuck, this goes back into like all the red pilling that you do or no, that we do or that we consume mm-hmm. where it's like you can't ignore this anymore. Like once you hear it and then you read about it and you're like, oh, this is 100% true. Like maybe that maybe the percentage is a little different. Maybe it's not, you know, 60%, maybe it's 40%. But nonetheless, it is really happening and people will still to this day deny that it's ever happened. So say his name one more time so that... Uh, Dong? Yeah. I didn't get his first name. He just kept saying Dong, which is pretty funny. Señor Dong? Señor Dong. Esa, hey, wait. Al CCP, lo van a dejar la riata. They're going to take the CCP to Riata Ranch. Riata Ranch. Uh, dong Jinwi. Sas. Ahí está. Ándale, cabrón. Ya le salió el pinche Dong. <laughs> el Dong Mamalong. <laughs> Captain Dong. Yes, sir. You ever watch Spaceballs? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bro. I love that movie. Spaceballs is the best yes. fucking movie ever. Oh, fucking man. Fantastic, man. It's amazing. Dude. Arguably, a lot of my stupid ass humor. Yeah. Especially like a, like a lot of my early mixtapes when it was like Beavis and Butthead style fart jokes. Like, like that's why so many of my fans were in eighth grade and fucking high school right. and shit. When I was when I was like twenty one putting out mixtapes, it was like these little youngsters citing reciting my skits and my lyrics and and my CD covers and finding all the Easter eggs and knowing, <laughs> knowing all the characters and and everything. Spaceballs, bro. When's the last time you saw it? I want oh, to rewatch it, it now. Okay, just this is my, my my little anecdote about Spaceballs. All right, so I grew up with two older sisters, right? Mm. Way older. So they were like thirteen years old. They are thirteen years older and ten years older. And there came a, an age where maybe they're eighteen and twenty one, and I'm ten, right? So mm. I'm stuck at home, bored. So I'm, you know. uh consuming their media mm-hmm. so they might leave like ferris bueller's day off on vhs space balls on vhs they might have like a beastie boys cassette or uh ll cool j cassette so that helped feed like all that 80s type of content mm-hmm. but space balls is amazing if y'all have not seen it it may hit different now that we're fucking older sure but at the time it was like satire and parody all mixed in where they would break the fourth wall like they'd be in the scene and they'd fucking like look at the camera and say some shit or we should do that on chingo chats like break down some of those old 80s movies that really kind of influence your early work like ferris bueller's day off that's one of my favorite movies ever bueller bueller yeah see because i I mean that's obviously not my time but i saw some of those in the mid to late 90s i just don't remember what was like what was considered a i don't know a a hit or a a seminal piece of of art back Uh then other than maybe like those two off the top of my head i don't know yeah those are great and john hughes he either like directed wrote or produced a lot of these classics like um if you know ferris bueller's day off he did planes trains automobiles home alone uh 16 candles oh uh, 16 candles yeah um, breakfast club was that one yeah breakfast club so a lot of them took place in chicago which we can um we're gonna pivot into chicago in a minute yeah but anyway that's more of a chingo chats. Who who's the actor that, that was in Spaceballs that got hit on in the New York streets not too long ago? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Poor Rick Moranis, man. Little Rick Moranis. Just go highs and just you know living his best life. Yeah, he, you know, he don't learned, want no attention. He learned firsthand. New York ain't the same. Mocos, <laughs> This is De Blasio's New York now, bitch. Bye, <laughs> You know, people playing the knockout game out there. So, um, all right, check this out, bro. All right. More groundbreaking information. Give it to me. A lot of stories today. All right. So you guys remember the event on 1-6, yeah. right? January 6th. 
Um, it has been branded and marketed by Democrats as, you know, as basically proof that white man bad. Uh, Trump supporters are insurrectionists. Uh, domestic terrorism and, and white supremacy is our number one fucking threat in America next to global warming. Um, this event on 1-6, some people would argue that the vast majority of the people were just there to protest you know what the I guess the certification of the elections. Um, many people were just kind of like tourists that wandered in and just basically didn't really damage much. And then there was another group of people, a small group of people who went in dressed in all black, breaking windows. Um, you know, obviously the police didn't have their riot gear. They weren't even fucking stepping in. Here's where it gets juicy. All right. So. The story broke on, uh, is it Revolver.News? I think it was Revolver.News. A, a gentleman named Darren uh, Beatty, B-E-A, like T-T-I-E or some shit. So y'all can look up his interviews. But the story is this. All right. And then Tucker Carlson ran with it too. So the feds, the ABC boys, you know, the FBI, mm -hmm. either A, it was a huge intelligence failure where they weren't monitoring these militia groups enough and and um, they weren't really doing their job to thwart, you know what I'm saying, what these people were trying to do. So either A, y'all fucked up and didn't do y'all's job. Or B, y'all did infiltrate the, a lot of these militia groups and y'all instigated and y'all made sure it would escalate. Like y'all were out there telling people, like y'all were all up in the meetings like basically these were double eight like not double agents these were um informants snitches provocateurs and, yeah and feds basically mm. the feds were involved making sure they were going to get their psyop making sure you know windows are going to be broken making sure um it was going to look excellent for them on camera the psyop and making sure that the cops were going to stand down basically an inside fucking job and some of the arguments they used is is basically um what's the motherfucker argument uh one of the arguments is that a lot of the people that were indicted as co-conspirators mm -hmm. they really weren't indicted like they were just kind of like uh hey uh we caught a bunch of guys we have you know we, we caught a bunch of guys but half of them don't have court dates half of them aren't going to jail basically they're snitches they're involved they're, they're basically feds they're involved and um, it goes a little bit deeper than that. They also give proof of they just go back. Even remember the plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan when it was supposedly a, supposedly a, a militia out there wanted to um, storm the Michigan Capitol and something about blowing up a bridge and having like a fake pizza delivery person kidnap the uh, governor because she was like a tyrannical bitch, as they would say. Oh, Governor Whitmer. Yeah. Yeah. So those were feds. Like half of the dudes in the militia, basically, había unos malitos, unos tontitos, that they kind of like talked them into like, yeah, dude, we got to do this, bro. You're going to blow up the bridge. You're going to fucking, um, you're going to play the pizza delivery boy. They coerced them, They basically? just, yeah, just manipulated and coerced. And they didn't know that half of them were feds. Like it was the FBI doing a dry run on how we can storm a capital, have uh, co-conspirators that aren't going to get indicted, 
And they just give like um, example after example after example. Even the even the first time they tried to blow up the World Trade, you were probably a baby. Yeah. But the World Trade Center, the first time they tried to blow it up through the parking garage, it was a Fed helping make the bomb. It's all in the article. You just go to revolver.news. There's like multiple stories. Um, yeah, this one's from today, just 13 hours yeah, ago. Yeah, so this is the follow-up. Okay. That also has a link to the original story. Mm. And that lady, Amy Klobuchar, mm-hmm. the Democrat, who was uh, one of the 35 people running for president one time mm-hmm. with the Democrats, she even questioned um, FBI Director Christopher Wray. Uh, she even questioned him, but she asked the question in a way to where he was able to weasel his way around it, where it was like, it was basically the way she asked him was like, um, it was like, did y'all, did y'all have prior knowledge or something? She didn't say, were, did y'all infiltrate these militia groups? Right. And were y'all the ones egging them on and helping them? And did y'all do a dry run? <laughs> oh, and the FBI director that was involved overseeing Michigan at the time, he got a, a promotion in between the time that the Michigan plot and the time that the one the event of January 6th, yeah. he got a promotion. He got moved to D.C. in that interim. So between him being involved with the, with the Michigan plot to kidnap the governor and the fucking quote-unquote insurrection, the deadliest, saddest day since the Civil War, according to fucking AOC and Biden. Motherfucker got a, 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 a promotion, bro. He got moved to D.C., and something's fishy. Come yeah, on now. A couple days ago, uh, this was trending. Uh, somebody, Arthur Arthur Nix? I don't know. Uh-huh. It's in this article. It says, uh, uh, looks like Twitter and the FBI are big mad at uh, Darren J. Beatty. That's yeah. who you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, Darren Beatty, yep. Uh, and Tucker Carlson. The amount of, is it cope in this clarification is palatable? Uh, federal law does not permit cooperating witnesses or informants to be charged with conspiracy despite a baseless suggestion by Tucker Carlson that some co-conspirators of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol were not charged because they were undercover FBI agents. There you go. Uh, For them to acknowledge that in a tweet, you know, like that's like, how do we cover our ass kind of thing? Yeah, man, Tucker Carlson out there doing God's work. Which is, in a sense, right? But And let's kind of maybe expand on that, because it's weird what's going on with Fox and some of these local news stations where anchors and people are coming out talking about they're, they're trying to trying to force different narratives and silence, you know, journalists. Have you been keeping up with the Project Veritas stuff? Um, I think the story of the local weather girl, it kind of fell flat. It was like, so you're the weather girl, and... And and you talking about your bosses don't let you do, like so so I guess bring me up to speed. Well, you talking about Ivory Hecker? Yeah. So she was one, and then yesterday there was one. Did you see the one from yesterday where no. the lady is in the middle of her broadcast and she in the middle, in the middle of it, smooth as butter. What she she goes from tomorrow's gonna be a high of ninety eight and, and fake news. Yeah. And speaking of something, segues right into it, and then back the outro is like the rest of her segment. Dude, so what she say in the middle? Uh, it was very similar to what Ivory said about uh, she was gonna she sit down with uh. Uh, Project Veritas to talk about X, Y, and Z. I forgot what it was. And it sounded a little bit even more like, uh, you know, what's ominous, I guess, than mm. what Ivory's did. But Ivory, was she was on Tim Pool's podcast. Yeah. And I didn't catch that episode yet. But in, in the clip that I saw, she was talking about how, in particular, she was covering COVID. 
and covering uh, one of the, the local doctor member, the the one that was deemed you know cuckoo for oh the the Nigerian doctor yes, from here from Houston, right that was pushing hydroxychloroquine yes and she and some other people she had talked to and when she basically you know went back to talk about what the responses were from those doctors they were like no nah, we ain't, we're not hearing that kind of thing uh, so that had that gave it a lot more credit when I started hearing that what market was this reporter from right here. She's also from Houston. Oh no, that one. Sorry, that one's from another one. But Ivory was the one talking yeah, about yeah, the COVID yeah, stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, Ivory, yeah, yeah, man. All this affects your life. Everybody listening right now. Yeah. Um, honestly, man, I was very naive prior to 2020 mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, when Trump used to say fake news and shit like that, and yeah. the, the journalists are the enemy of the people. When that first started, you mean? Uh, when he first started well, saying yeah, that? when Trump first got in and he was trying to wake us up and warn us about yeah. the news is fake. And then when Scott Adams really started to frame it in a way that like, well, think about how the news works. Think about how who decides what will be priority uh, um, to get airtime. Like yeah. who, who's 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 in charge of saying, are we going to talk about the puppy adoption drive we're doing on the South side from four to six, or are we going to talk about the brown on brown crime happening in this neighborhood? Or are we going to talk about whatever? Yeah. So different stories get different priority. Some things just get hidden. How do things get framed? Like remember the picture of the, I think Syrian immigrant in Europe who like washed as a little boy. He, he like drowned and shit. From like, a while back, you're talking yeah, about it's yeah. like, uh, it's like two years ago, I think, no, right? No, or a no, year no, ago? No, no, no. no oh, no. then I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, this Mike Cernovich put it on his uh, documentary called Hoax. But anyway, a lot of y'all listening are, it's iconic, this photo okay. of this little Syrian migrant boy that washed up and drowned. And at the time, this is probably at least six, six years ago, right? Because it was during. Europe's migrant crisis, mm. where England's politics shifted soon thereafter. Their sovereignty went, you know, went down. Their borders got eroded from the amount of um, influx of migrants coming in. So basically, the way here's my point: the way this image was framed, it was like to make you feel guilty of wanting to be populist nationalist, of wanting mm. to be England first of wanting to do brexit of not wanting to be down with the european union that image of the drowned migrant syrian boy was to make you feel guilty it was to touch the emotions however a lot of context was left out Mm. how did the boy get there was he placed there um his father was basically a human smuggler and was involved with many human smugglers and yes it was unfortunate that the boy drowned However, it was he was used. That image was front page everywhere. It was like illustrated, drawn. Uh, they made fucking political comics about it. Yeah. So it was basically weaponized for an agenda, for a leftist globalist agenda, and it affected England's politics and uh, their their sovereignty. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, it, it, it gets like deep, that, homeboy. It does. It gets deep, homeboy. Shout out, Sam. <laughs> I feel like that happened not too long ago. It might have been a Salvadorian or an Ecuadorian or a son. I think it was a father and a son or the same thing where we saw, you know, that same image. I remember seeing like a drawing of it. I don't remember seeing the picture of that one, mm-hmm. but 
I'm sure the media was like, fuck, place them better yeah. so that we could be able to use it better. That's dark, man. Like some holes. Like All some right, holes. so here's here's the last one on my list. All right. Um, before we move on to the next or the rest of the list. Uh, Nino America, mm-hmm. he posted a video of a gentleman, a Cuban, Cuban dude that was in his house, basically it looked like live stream. And the caption said he wrote a diss rap talking about the... Um, communist regime in cuba and basically he was about to get his door kicked in and he was live streaming and that's what exactly what happened he's like hey, you know what i'm saying yeah. and then soon thereafter they motherfuckers barge in tackle them and then the, the feed gets cut right and the reason i want to bring it up is because a lot of times as i talk about freedom of speech you know freedom of speech tour People like, Chingo, shut the fuck up. Big tech doesn't want to take away your freedom of speech. Nobody's coming for your freedom of speech. You're just a wacko right-wing conspiracy theorist. You just want to be Alex Jones. Just run for politics already because we know that's what you want to do. We know you want to be down with white people. That's why you're dropping a country song. Uh, uh, We know that your tax bracket, this, that, and a fucking third. The reason I go so hard about this freedom of speech stuff is because I want people to really cherish Mm -hmm. the idea of you being able to express yourself critique the government and say what the fuck you want to say right and just be very weary of people trying to erode the freedom of speech and and undermine the constitution yeah like if you want to be that bmx rider that uh did you see that man i heard about it that i guess it would be he now um his goal is to make it to was it X Games or Olympics so that he could stand on the podium and burn an American flag? So this particular athlete is a is what trans? Yeah, it's a trans. Okay, so it's a dude who says he's gonna. Is it a dude that's gonna compete? A biological male that's gonna compete against women? I think it was. <clears throat> it's have, a woman, biological woman who's gonna compete against men. I think it's a man who's bio, who's a bio, biological man who's oh, a trans woman. And they're hoping to make it to the Olympics. Yeah. So that they can stand on the podium and burn our beautiful flag. Yes. So basically, this person hates America. And I'd argue that somewhere along the way, they were indoctrinated, maybe at these indoctrination camps we call public schools. (laughs) Um, Maybe they were indoctrinated along the way to hate America. Maybe they were taught a little bit of CRT. And they've been brainwashed because our beautiful country is on top our beautiful country is the shit and the only way to defeat us is to make us turn against her and hate america from within from within these little indoctrination camps and this critical race theory stuff a lot of the moms are getting fired up they going up to these uh school boards um there was a gentleman with his daughter that went viral recently his name is uh, like Corey yeshua and and he that video made the rounds. It was a young black father with the daughter, cute little daughter. And there he's basically saying, Don't I teach you to work hard so you can accomplish what you want? Oh, I saw that. That was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And shout out to all the parents out there that are waking up to this because CRT comes in different forms, different names. They they call it different things and they're sneaking in sneaking it into the curriculum because these leftist Marxist extremists have taken over almost every institution in our country yeah so here we are transgender bmx rider for team usa oh this person's already on team usa 
reportedly vowed to burn U.S. flag on metal podium. Yeah, so, I mean, we can all go and re- read the article. And sh- the New York Post uh, posted this. Yeah. So, well, that's fucking amazing. That's great that we have so <laughs> many freedoms. This country... And that's why I brought it up, yeah. Yeah, th- dude, thank you. This country has done more to free more people uh, escaping persecution, escaping socialism, communism, uh, political persecution, religious persecution. This country has done more to provide opportunities for people, immigrants of all walks of life, all colors. You know what I mean? Because the narrative is Michelle Obama is is oppressed. Oprah Winfrey is oppressed. Um, white supremacy is our number one fucking enemy next to global warming. And it's a bunch of bullshit. So I would advise you to really look into what the fuck are they teaching your kids? Because sometimes kids come home and they're like, Daddy, I hate America. Or, Daddy, I don't trust a lot of white people. And it's like, where are you getting this from? At school? Yeah, that shit won't, that shit won't fly. I don't think it'll ever come to our, our house just because of where our kids are lucky, lucky enough to go to school. But um, it could happen anywhere. I mean, it's, it's spreading slowly throughout look the country. It. And I, Obama was doing an interview with somebody, some other rich. Did you see it? I, I, I didn't put it on the list. I didn't watch it. I, but he, he was defending fucking CRT. Yeah, exactly. Bitch ass So I just read the caption and again, guilty of what a lot of us do. Just read it and you're like, okay, this is clickbaity. But it wasn't clickbaity enough for me to read it because the gist of it was that here you have two black, like two multi-million dollar, you know, rich black individuals talking about how America's racist and it suppresses and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, like Don Lemon. Blows your mind. Like Don Lemon, man. This is a multi-millionaire. He gets paid millions of dollars to be the host of a failing show, a show that's failing, married to a white man. He don't live in the projects. Don Lemon don't stay in the hood. No. He's not on Section 8. He lives in the fucking rich-ass part of New York, multi-million dollar home, and he gets on TV every day and tells you how America's racist and how shit ain't fair for black people. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who's the other failing show on that network that I can't think of? Mr. Estrogen? Uh, the, Brian Seltzer. Yeah. Sel- Seltzer, Steltzer, whatever. He, there was a compilation somebody sent to me. Sorry, I can't give you credit. I forgot the video and your name. But it was, it was uh, him. And it starts off with, uh, you know, we can't ignore it anymore. The mental decline is just inevitable. And at first, like, you think, like, what's he talking about? Is he really, is this really, is this new? Is this for, like, Biden? But they, like, mash together videos of Biden, like, the one falling, forgetting where he's at, like, yes. up in the air. But it's, it was really from two years ago when he was talking about Trump. Yep. The one time with the cup of water and shit. <laughs> oh, dude, it was so oh, funny. Man. You got me good, whoever that was. I, I thought s- it was legit. I saw that. And we're going to try to find it and post it on the What Did He Said Instagram yeah. page. And it was amazing because... The stuff that Brian Seltzer is saying, it's like, something's very wrong with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can, it can no longer be ignored. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is before Biden, you know, I guess was, was the, nominee. the contender, the yeah. nominee, and the president, right? Everything he's saying could be said about Biden. But like legit, though. Legit, legit. But they're not saying it. Instead, they said it about Trump. They're like, it can no longer be hidden. Uh, many experts are concerned over the cognitive, blah, 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 blah. And like, is he all there? Is he fit to be president? <laughs> is this and that? You know, I, I wonder if, and I, this is just what I think, that after those kind of segments, you know, they're off there, maybe they're done. He just like takes off his lapel. And he's like, <laughs> can you believe I said that? 
I killed that shit. Yeah, and he goes and he puts his purse on. She's that video where like he's getting talked to by a, a fucking Veritas, I think, journalist. And he legit, it's not, it's not a Sancho satchel. Uh-huh. It's not a fanny pack. It's yeah. a legit purse. And it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where he's like carrying this thing. He's like, it's European. It's a satchel, you know? Like he does look legit like a purse. Oh, I need to watch that Seinfeld episode. Yeah, it's funny. Very funny. Okay. So yeah, man. Um, I, I, as we transition into the next, yeah, I just want to shout out some of the newest, newest patrons. Whip them out, man. Angelica Padron just joined a minute ago. Uh, Johnny, he didn't put his last name three hours ago. Shout out to Lola Mars. Um, let's see, view recent activity. Um, Laura, I didn't put her last name. Laura, shout out to Laura. Jesus Nava uh, just joined Thursday. MP Reynolds just joined Wednesday. Sara Solis, uh, Gilberto Cano, Victor Paya. Damn, Payares, a la madre. <laughs> Edgar Ballesteros, we might be related because um, that's like my mom's, my grandmother's maiden name. Anyway, anyway we're familia, Edgar. Orale, uh, Ray Rodriguez, Seth Garcia, Chelsea McMahon, Victor Cornejo, Monica Rivera. Shout out to all the patrons. Patreon.com forward slash Red Piltamales. We will soon have a mini split AC unit in this bitch. Thanks to you guys. Hell yeah. We got to do this super early so it doesn't get too hot. By the time Marisol gets in here and her and I are like noon, one o'clock. Sweating. It's, we're sweating. We're yeah. straight so up sweating. Shout out to the patrons. Uh, let's see what you got here on the list. Buckhead residents want to break away from Atlanta. Did you hear about this? Yes. Okay. So if, not, if I'm not mistaken, that's the place you were talking about that really popular mall is in, right? Yeah. Lennox Mall. Yeah. So, yeah. Buckhead, in my opinion, is like the River Oaks of Atlanta. Okay. That's a great comparison from what I was reading. Which so. is like the Beverly Hills or, you know, the rich part. Yeah. And from what I remember reading, that just, I don't know how big the town is or the area, but they account for like a fourth of tax revenue for the entire state. So they the whole state? Yeah. Basically, man, that's where all the money is. They're still considered a part of Atlanta. So when they need help and they need to call 911, they need to wait on Atlanta PD. They want to break away because they want to have their own police force. Right. Because if you ask me, man, it's not fair that they're paying all them taxes and they're getting murdered. Like there's there's um the security guard in front of Cheesecake Factory at the Lennox Mall, two little dudes, pop pop, shot him. Like there's always some shit going down at Lennox Mall. It's ratchet. Yeah, it is, man. It's ratchet. Somebody gonna be twerking, somebody's fighting, and it's always some shit going down. And it's gotten to the point, yeah, this is a good clip. It's gotten to the point where like a white man is just jogging in his area. Somebody, we don't have to name what color they were. You know, just use your imagination. Just runs up and just basically shoots the guy yeah. for being white and being outside mm-hmm. in Buckhead. And now that motherfucker got to call 911 and shit like, bitch, I'm over here on this street. Hurry up. And they're like, uh, what are you doing? He's like, I, I was jogging. And it, what happened? I'm shot. Is there excess bleeding? Uh, yes. Yes, I was. Sh- yes, I just got shot. Send somebody. And I believe the Buckhead needs to. And, and check this out before, before we play the clip. Mm-hmm. The way CNN covers this story, these types of stories, they yeah. always say, um, predominantly white buckhead, predominantly white buckhead, white rich buckhead, rich buckhead, white people buckhead want to, and they just try to, they try to frame it 
as something like they're doing something wrong. Like they want to just leave Atlanta. And this is the part of the clip actually that I had pulled up. So uh, Tucker Carlson, and I like bringing up stuff from you know Daily Beast or CNN, all these left-leaning publications, so that if people find these clips or end up listening to the podcast, the sources are not by any means the majority. Breitbart, PragerU, uh, Fox Crowder, News, Fox yeah. News. It's usually we're trying to go the other direction. They just this one's the only one I happen to find that had that CNN clip within it. So if you want to go find what is it? Uh, Tucker CNN hates this idea. YouTube the video, it's like 11 minutes long, but here's a, a portion of it. So why wouldn't others take them seriously? Why wouldn't shootings and stabbings be the end result of that? Some people in Buckhead have had enough of this. They don't think it's gonna get better. Two bills currently in the Georgia State Legislature would allow Buckhead to leave the city of Atlanta, then run its own competent police department and resume being a safe, nice place. CNN, for one, hates this idea. CNN is headquarters in Atlanta and has been for 40 years. They know exactly what's going on in the city. They don't care. You don't like getting shot while jogging? Well, then you're a racist. The mostly white neighborhood of Buckhead is pushing to separate from the rest of the city. CNN's Ryan Young has more from Atlanta. The Buckhead Exploratory Committee reports they've raised over a half a million dollars and is now pushing state lawmakers to push through a bill that would allow their cityhood petition to be voted on in the next election. The predominantly white neighborhood's movement is gaining traction with Republican lawmakers. They got to oh, throw that in. following this? Did you get the dog whistles? Mostly white, predominantly white. Got it? So if you're opposed to getting murdered outside Cheesecake Factory, you're a white supremacist. They always say that. Here's the funny thing. They don't mean it. How do we know they don't mean it? Take a look at how they live. How many CNN anchors, including the ones you just saw, have weekend homes anywhere near Section 8 housing? Let's see. We'll check our notes here. Right around zero. In fact, not one. Instead, they run to Martha's Vineyard or they charter helicopters to fly to the Hamptons on Friday afternoon. In other words, in their spare time, they get as far away from diversity as they possibly can. Not just some of them, all of them, every one of them. That's the truest generalization ever made. A recent piece to put a finer Yeah. And you were spot on before I even played this clip, like a lot of what you said. Because I saw that motherfucker. Oh, okay. I saw that clip. Okay, okay. Um, <sighs> yeah, nobody that works at CNN lives in Bankhead, no. which is, you know... Buckhead. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the other one. Oh. So, Buckhead is the rich part. Uh-huh. Bankhead is the hood. Word? For real? That's yes. what it's called? Yes. Okay. So, what I'm saying is, these people on CNN who are trying to paint this narrative that somehow the people of Buckhead, the rich part, um, are, are somehow wrong in wanting to separate themselves from Atlanta. They should, because all that violence is starting to creep in. It's like, y'all paying all them taxes. You don't want to wait on Atlanta PD. No, fuck and, no. And, and the mayor, uh, uh, Keisha Bottom, uh, Mayor Keisha Bottom, or whatever her name is, it's the... She also likes to push the rhetoric. Super, yeah. Uh, of basically white people bad and black people victims. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just, and it's not just Chingo saying that, you can go see her, like her responses to them wanting to do this. It's it's basically that. Like she don't think it's a good idea. Talks a lot of shit about it. Um, but it makes sense when you are literally being cut down jogging on the fucking sidewalk. Yeah, man. Like get your own police. You paying all them taxes, man. Y'all, y'all rich. Y'all got the mansions and shit. Y'all got the all that nice, nice businesses around y'all. And there, there's more. Like really, I recommend everybody go look into that situation because there are many, many instances of like a white couple 
minding their business, getting out of their car or something, and like a deranged black dude starts harassing the shit out of them yeah. and ends up hitting, like beating up on both of them. Yeah, the boyfriend and the girlfriend. In Buckhead. That's like, I'm sure they're just kind of like, yo, what the fuck? And like, then, we're in Buckhead. And then he was released like four days later. Yeah, because a lot of these Democrat-run cities are soft on crime. Yeah. They, they, the district attorneys, and um, to pivot into George Soros, <laughs> supposedly George Soros back in, man, it's about 16 years ago, right? Where they, he had this, um, basically this agenda to go in and change the, what is this role, this position? Uh, Secretary of State or okay. some, some uh, state department, I forget, basically helping fund and making sure that they handpick these people that are in charge of elections in all these states. Mm. So that was one very important state step, right? Also going in, in the next level, the next tier, going in and make sure you handpick like district attorneys and so on and so forth to where you're able to really pull strings and control things like elections, Senate seats, and and this type of bullshit. Yeah. So look into it. Look into it. Puerto Rican couple shot in Chicago after the Puerto Rican Day Parade on Saturday night. Did you see that video? Yes. Oof. Oof. I don't even want to play the video. I'm going to play something else. But what are your thoughts on that? Oh, man. Um, so the way I first saw it, I didn't know it was a Puerto Rican Day Parade. I just remember seeing the video of like a vehicle with like a Puerto Rican flag on it and like four or five black dudes yanking these two people i couldn't tell it was a couple i couldn't tell it was like a girl and a dude at first yanking this couple out of the car and then one dude close range executing them just like pop 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 and everybody just kind of scatters and my thing is who was filming this were they live streaming like did they upload it like Mm. who got a hold of this footage yeah why would you be a snitch like that you know and then I saw this clip of this uh, Puerto Rican dude on TikTok who said he's joining the Lexit movement. A Puerto Rican dude, I believe he's from Chicago, and he went viral when he did a rap of uh, Biden. It was uh, The Stan, mm-hmm. the Eminem song. Oh, yeah, yeah, Have you seen that rap? I've seen uh, clips of where it. Where he's like, Dear Joe, yeah. I'm writing because you promised to... Yes, I saw the TikTok, like the minute version of it. Yeah, it's like really, really good parody. He does like the Eminem style rap. Well, anyway, him... This is what he said on his newest TikTok talking about the this shooting, right? He basically says, I am now joining the East Coast branch of Lexit movement. He said, Latinos need to stop voting blue. He says, Chicago has been run by Democrats for like since the 1920s. Uh, and he basically said, this doesn't fit the mainstream narrative. That's not getting the coverage it deserves. And he says Chicago is harboring domestic terrorists. He said these people are terrorizing people. They're, you know what I mean? There's too much violence, too much fucking crime, and nobody's doing anything about it. The mainstream media is looking away because it doesn't fit their narrative. If, this, if these people were Trump supporters, if they were white, if they were MAGA, if they had America First stickers or Trump stickers on their car, Garen fucking teed. The mainstream media would be like, ha, 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 exhibit A. What do you know? Using all that white privilege. All that insurrection energy. So let's see what your favorite mayor had to say about it, Chingo. Uh, here we go. Lightfoot. Help. And we want to go back to Chicago for tour. So uh, <laughs> Today. 
So everybody be cool. We're working on it. Yeah. We shall see. Take your time. But there were others who were standing by who dragged that poor woman uh, out of the car. The individual. It was all over a fender bender. Yeah. Shout out TIA for helping us get better internet. Wow, soon. no, that was a lot of motherfuckers. Statement. God damn it. Shout out to the TIA helping us with our Wi-Fi issues. I'm going to start hardwiring every episode. From yeah, you got to hardwire this yeah, bitch. Every time, because the Wi-Fi is no bueno. Well, those men were involved. Oh, you know what else? We can call AT&T again and say, hey, man, this is what I wanted to do from the jump. Yeah. Which was, don't don't move our router to the back of the front house yeah. to where it's halfway to the garage. Yeah. Come and wire that bitch back here. There you go, yeah. That would be the only way to, to, to do this efficiently, get zooms in efficiently, and then game efficiently. And then and then the front house of my baby wa- trying to watch YouTube, she's <laughs> going to have to have the fucked up internet. <laughs> Sorry, Mika. In the city, but it's horrific nonetheless. Late. Ah, damn it, fuck it. It's not even worth playing this video. She basically just said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tragedy, and um, this, is not a, a, this is not basically a definition of what, uh, what young black males do. She had she added that in there. She said it's basically don't blame it on all black males. Yeah, she said this is of not course. this is not indicative of, of black, young black males. Duh. I mean, who? That's the vast majority isn't on that type of bullshit. Yeah. However, Chicago got a real fucking problem. Yeah, they really there do. is a there. I've said it before. I've tweeted it back before. It was Iron Man Bitcoin shit on my fucking Twitter. Um, that there is a nihilism. It's nihilistic. It's like people, it's godless. People got away from God. People don't believe in nothing. And there is little respect for human life. Yeah. And it's very, very apparent. Like, how else could you explain? Motherfuckers just, it's just a weekend in Chicago. Like, like for example, um, you hear about mass murder. Like 50-something people shot over a weekend. Yeah. Juneteenth weekend or whatever. And it's like people don't even bat an eye anymore. It's like, oh, that's just a weekend in Chicago. Yeah, there was a... I don't know if I put it on here. Uh, I didn't, but there was a lot of riots and a lot of crazy shit that happened at, at a Juneteenth celebration, I think. Was it Chicago also? A lot of cities. Yeah. And and you don't have to blame it all on Juneteenth. It, a lot of times it's like this shit was going to happen regardless. It was, but it was at parades. It was like Juneteenth parades, which yeah. were never really a thing, uh, if I'm not oh, mistaken, in those other states. It was in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juneteenth is more of a Texas thing. We've been knowing about right. Juneteenth. And also Trump was trying to get Juneteenth passed as a federal holiday as part of his um, uh, the platinum plan for, right. bl- for black America. Yes. But and, uh-huh. go, uh, not to interrupt, but I don't know if we talked about it on the last episode. It wasn't an issue usually or ever until that time he was trying to do a rally in Oklahoma on the same day. You remember that? Trump? Yeah, last year. Uh-huh. So June of last year, uh-huh. you know, he's on the campaign trail. He wanted to have one of those ginormous rallies on June 19th in okay. Oklahoma. And somebody on Twitter caught wind of this, and that's how it, that's how it spread outside of Texas, basically. Because it was only a, a Texas thing literally from forever and then once it you know went kind of viral or whatever started trending on twitter that's when people were up in arms all over the country about it they were trying to cancel that rally on june 19th they were saying trump was uh being like mean by holding a rally on june 19th yes although he wanted to make although they also made fun of him because Trump was saying, I made Juneteenth very famous. Nobody knew what it was. No one knew what it was. And they clowned him for that. Yeah. Because people were like, we've always known what it is over here. 
What are you? Why are you trying to take credit for yeah. Juneteenth? However, you got to give him some credit because he wanted to make it a federal holiday as part of his half a trillion dollar platinum plan for Black America. Something that Ice Cube was looking into and talking to, uh, I think, uh, his son-in-law Jared Kushner about some of the points he had in his plan. And has Biden has has the Biden administration met with Ice Cube yet? Right. Yeah. Wait, wait till I get my Twitter back, y'all. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, we need to do that right after this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's just crazy. Unfortunately, it became one of those politicized things. I think great. The more days you want to celebrate for whatever you know, progress or movement in the right direction, I think is great. It actually it was odd that it was such a point of contention on social media between some of the the right and left people. Yeah, a lot of a lot of conservatives, you know said bad shit about it and a lot of conservatives said good things about it yeah but it's it should be noted that trump was one of the first people that wanted to make it a federal holiday so it, at least it was a part of a half a trillion dollar platinum plan for black america meanwhile biden just does it for symbolic like he ain't he ain't offered black america shit so thanks tío trompas yeah so we <laughs> shall see if, he, if if trump gonna be back we shall see Spotify signs exclusive podcast deal with Alex Cooper, host of her host of Call Her Daddy, three year, sixty million dollar deal. Yeah, man. What do you think about that? I've never heard of her. Okay. How, how good is her podcast, and how many listeners does she have to get sixty million? It's a huge podcast, so it's ran. And why we ain't got sixty million, bro? We're gonna have to take it off Spotify so they can offer us one of these bag deals. You know what I'm saying? Oh, is that's that part like, of the leverage? I think that's what, well, obviously, so right? So she was never on Spotify? I guess not. That's one of the, I mean, that's what I've read. I don't know if it's true or not, but it makes sense. And I've heard other comedians talk about that. Like, let's take our shit off Spotify. It makes a lot of sense. Um, she's very attractive and uh, apparently has a really big podcast that was oh, on Barstool. you scared me. I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> you said very attractive and she got some big old <laughs> podcast numbers. She got some big old podcast numbers. She got numbers. some big old listeners. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know. It's not my kind of fucking podcast. It's, what does she talk about? It's basically like a real... They, they call it like a sex positive podcast. It's really just dirty girls talking about dirty stories, which great. I think that's awesome. It takes all kinds of people to make this world go round. Um, funny enough, one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is because you've been sending me more of, a, of this uh, Earn Your Leisure podcast stuff, right? I don't know if you listen to them. Uh, two black dudes talk a lot about oh, okay. market stuff or whatever. And they kind of were analyzing or they were going to analyze this uh, on one of their new podcasts coming out. Analyze uh, Alex Cooper's deal? Yeah, the deal. like Kind of like they did Rogan and, and what have you. And um, the most, the funniest thing about it all was in their comic section, their comment section right away was, yeah, because she's white. <sighs> That's all everybody went to immediately. She's a very attractive chick. I don't know if this picture's going to fucking come up, but um, people couldn't get away from the fact that they didn't give Joe Budden the deal he wanted, but they gave her this deal. And arguably, just Joe Budden wasn't worth it. He wasn't doing it for Spotify. It's just a business thing. It's not personal. Yeah, a lot of times, man, um, the way you got to look at these things is it doesn't really serve you to right away view it through the lens of skin color. Like a lot of times to the people that are in the know, like behind the scenes negotiating, for all we know, Joe Budden might have said some dumb ass shit in a meeting. Uh, Joe Budden might have been a little thirsty and didn't negotiate as well. Maybe Joe Budden's manager fucked up the deal. Um, maybe this chick just knew how to negotiate better. 
You know, she maybe she knew her value. Maybe they offered 50 million first and she was willing to walk away from it and said, bitch, I need 60. We don't know. Yeah. Stop yeah. making everything about race. Yeah, man. So this is it. Spotify clinches 60 million plus deal with Alex Cooper. Taking away from, I guess, I didn't read all the full thing or the contract or any details, but it was a, it was a Barstool exclusive. So she blew up. Her and her co-host blew up because of Barstool. And about a year ago, maybe eight months ago, her co-host and her had a falling out because they wanted more money from Barstool. They were talking about like a, like a million dollar deal. Uh-huh. And her co-host wanted more than half a million. And they got into this argument. They, they caused all kind of fake drama with Barstool. And the, the, they basically kicked her to the curb. They kicked the other co-host to the curb. Fast forward eight months, she got a $60 million deal with Spotify. Huh. So that other chick's got to feel like that dude on American Idol that was Ryan Seacrest's partner that was like, oh, this isn't going to do anything for me. I'm going to uh, leave. Crazy, dude. $60 million. Naked man breaks into Bel Air home. This is the homeless dude that went skinny dipping. And I think he killed the pets even. He took him out of the birdcage, stomped on him. <laughs> California. Uh, In Bel Air. California. Yeah, this talk about the bank, the um, buckhead yeah. of, of LA. Um, California. California. You guys have a homelessness issue, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, like we went to Galveston for Father's Day. Yeah. And I'm, I think I made a joke. I'm like, good thing this ain't Venice Beach. <laughs> because otherwise we'd be getting harassed right now by a whole bunch of homeless dudes and i'm surprised that galveston doesn't have more a bigger homeless population so um that's very unfortunate for those pets those birds and um you got a mental illness problem you know these people breaking into shit like there's tons of cl- dude there are some instagram pages it's like gutter people of los angeles street people of los angeles i just caught wind of this yesterday and um there is some crazy images videos footage so i don't know man i don't know how bad the shit have to get for people to realize that the your your government officials in california they're not doing a job when it comes to this homelessness shit. Yeah. All of them are getting six-figure deals. They're getting six-figure salary. It's like tons of people get, making 125, 150K, 160K a year. And the problem ain't getting solved. But all that money that's supposedly getting dedicated to the problem. It's getting lost in that shuffle. They're just all getting paid. So why solve it? If you solve it. You ain't gonna have paid. a job. Exactly. And I was listening, I've been listening to a couple of uh, economists over the weekend, just episodes on the market and whatever, you know, everything that's happening. Inflation, I've heard some good arguments for, you know, how much it's gonna go up and how much it's not gonna go up. And if you've got assets, you're good. If you don't have assets, get your shit together kind of thing, right? Well, one of the economists, he was talking about uh, another, not a friend of his, but somebody that interviewed him who is a big wig at, uh, C, uh, CNBC or MSNBC on the one of the market shows, who lives right across the street from somewhere in you know downtown New York, in New York City, and a super expensive high rise kind of places. The hotel that's across the the across the street from where she lives now in these condos or whatever has been officially uh, taken over by somebody and turning it into like a homeless shelter. And she's like, I can't walk outside of my multi million dollar condo without stepping over people. It's getting to the point where Piss and shit. in the grocery stores, they will, they, have, they will find homeless people laying inside the grocery stores. This is in New York? This is in New York. They must be soft on crime as well because um, all those Walgreens had to shut down San Francisco yeah. because they're allowed to steal up to $950 and get a fucking slap on the wrist. So Walgreens is having to shut down stores 
because this fucking wasteland approach. Like, who the fuck? Dude, San Francisco taxes are so high. It's a super expensive island to live on. Gentrified as fuck. You got tech um, billionaires and homeless people. Yeah. And they done fucked off the middle, the middle class, the working class. Can't afford to live there. Small business owners. You having to step over human feces and shit. So please get your shit together. Stop voting blue. Yeah, and that anchor's uh, told told him this in confidence because, you know, she obviously can't say that because she's thinking of leaving New York. And it's like, wow, you can't say that, you know, on one of the big New York shows. I'm surprised Schultz went back. I am too. I was going to ask you about that off air. Mm. But yeah. who knows? We shall see. Entire Portland squad resigns after officer's indictment. So here's the, the right story. Squad. Yeah, it was. It's basically they didn't quit their job, but they're refusing to work uh, protests and big gatherings like this because it's. I didn't know this, but it's not a part of their job. They're volunteering to work more, like volunteering to work these type of events, and they're no longer doing it. And if I'm not mistaken, in this article, it says that the mayor said that they were going to gather resources from other surrounding cities to cover it, and and they're not worried about it. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. I mean. If I was a, if I was like a globalist that wanted America to fall from within, you know, due to chaos and division, this is all going according to plan. It's like you just make sure Antifa is funded. You make sure that you got a, they have a battery in their back and they're fucking riding night after night after night after night after night to where you demoralize the police force. You, the police are basically handcuffed. They can't do their job. They're slowly spinning into chaos. Like, it, I, all it takes is a couple more police to uh, quit because they, they're being demoralized, disrespected. They're not getting their funding. So who the fuck want to be a cop? 100%. Who wants to go uh, get in riot gear night after night and fucking try to fend off these, um, these assholes that nothing happens to them? You heard that in New York, all the looters got, um, como se dice? They just like bust. No, 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 no. A whole bunch of looters. It was a cover in New York Post. It said, "Let them loot." Basically, they got let go. Oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all their cases dropped. Dropped charges dropped. Yeah, all charges dropped of all the looters in New York. Yeah. So you're incentivizing. There's no, there's no penalties. So guess what's gonna happen next time there's mass looting? They're gonna be like, Psh, "Let's do it." No pasa nada, we. No pasa nada. So check this out. This is uh, at the end of the list here. There was an RPT listener. I won't say his name, but sent me an interesting uh, DM about Austin. Uh-huh. And he was listening to RBT 63. And I guess I had mentioned it where Adler was on Rogan. He's talking about the homeless people, that shooting that happened recently as well. This is what he had to say. All right, buckle in. Uh, listening to RBT 63 where Adler's saying the cops were in full strength downtown the night of the shooting. He's full of shit. My girlfriend works for APD and is in the downtown unit. She was responding to that to the shots that night. The downtown unit is one of the only ones that is fully staffed in Austin and they had to call units off of other sectors to assist because they didn't have enough help. The defund has dismantled the DUI unit, the lake patrol unit, the horse unit downtown, among many others. They have only had one all caps academy graduate since last year, and those uh, and are losing many officers that they can't replace in the city that gains a hundred plus people a day. The shooters were two black males from Colleen. Both minors, 14 years old and 17, and they were shooting at each other. One of the two had recent gunshot wounds from an incident in Colleen. Austin American statesman refused to describe these suspects uh, because it hurt, it was a hurtful stereotype. 
I said, y'all keep doing what y'all are doing. The cops, uh, they want to defund so badly, literally put some of these people in their squad cars and trucks to get them to the hospital because EMS couldn't get there, couldn't get to downtown for 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, the emergency rescue task force they, they have wasn't available. Right now, the only unit already gone, the only unit already gone is the DWI unit. The others are first on the chopping block when they distribute the new budget. It's wild. Can't believe it's happening in a growing city. If you guys don't see it by now, Democrat run, these these leftist policies are ruining these American cities. So this wokeness, all this stuff about you, you can't mention this and you can't say that and you, you, you know, police are bad. That anti-police rhetoric is biting them in the ass. Let me ask you this, Rob. Yes. <clears throat> How many rich people live in Austin, you think? Just, I mean, whatever. It's a good amount, right? Oh, yeah, totally. There's a good amount of yuppies, uh, rich little college students. There's a whole bunch of rich people. You got the tech people. You got, you know, a bunch of L.A. people. They they turning it into like a little L.A., Nashville, Portland, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. right? So at what point are these rich, woke motherfuckers these leftists at what point are they going to be like um i kind of think it's dangerous and we need to chill out with this like where's the austin pd when you need them yeah and i think some of these i mean people aren't necessarily living like 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 what i think it's like in maybe la maybe you know better like the surrounding areas i don't know i'm not too familiar i hear the names glendale burbank all these things in Austin, I would think it's kind of similar. You're going to live in, you know, outside, a little bit outside of Travis County, maybe Bee Cave, you know, the domain area, or yeah, domain area, uh, maybe even Round Rock is far out. I don't know that they're very hubbed. Maybe maybe some of them are, but maybe because they're not right there, they're not really caring about it right now, if that makes sense. You mean in the city? Yeah. Well, it depends on what level of wealth you, you, you're talking about. So, for example, East Side Austin was it used to be the hood it was just mm. like just black mexican yeah <clears throat> there used to be some record stores out there uh, we used to hit up um i think i think i want to say bryson is from the east side so it's it's gentrified mm. a lot of those houses and properties they're worth a lot of money now because they're so close to downtown and sixth street so you still have like some projects but it'll be surrounded by like airbnbs right new developments new condos new townhomes so at a certain level of wealth, yes, they're there. I mean, you got your downtown skyrise, uh, probably million dollar apartments or something. Well, because you can only build up now in Austin, you can't build out anymore. Yeah, I'm sure it's spreading out a little bit, like you were mentioning the bee cave and these, you know, suburb, mm-hmm. you know, hill country. You want to live by the lake and this yeah. and that. But the my whole thing on this is like. A lot of people in Austin are very like artsy, woke lefties, mm-hmm. right? People like a lot of the the DJs from Peligrosa, the crew I used to be a part of up until they found out that I voted for Trump. And uh. I guess you have to be Democrat to be part of Peligrosa. Oh. Apparently, oh. right? Apparently, you got to be a Biden supporter to be a part of this um, artist collective. Right. And I hope they heard this and I hope they watch it. And I hope y'all tag them because these used to be the homies. We had a lot of good times together. But um, they heard Chingo Bling voted for Trump. And that just fucking, let's make fun of Chingo, let's pick on Chingo. And it's like, how, why would I want to be a part of your little crew if if everybody has to think the same? Yeah. Anyway, there will come a point where shit's getting too lefty. 
shit's getting too woke in Austin to the point where somebody's going to have to snap out of it and be like, um, how did we arrive here? How the fuck did we become a slum in terms of how did we become San Francisco? Like people in Austin are going to have to pump the fucking brakes on what their mayor Adler is doing. The homelessness issue is fucking out of control. You got these dangerous situations like Sixth Street is arguably one of the attractions of Austin right. where you used to be go down, used to be able to go down there, have some drinks, bar hop, go to different clubs, listen to live music. Austin's the shit. The, the heritage of Austin is keep it weird, keep it free, keep it open, the live music capital, but it's turning into fucking homelessness galore. You might be at 6th Street trying to have fun. Somebody's doing a shootout. Somebody getting knocked out. The cops can't get to you. EMS can't get to you. Is South by Southwest going to still want to be there? Right. What does the future of Austin hold if y'all don't pump the brakes and start to fucking get back on track and this woke leftist bullshit is not serving the people, is not serving the community, is adversely affecting citizens, taxpayers, business owners. I mean, they too busy ready to back up Antifa, like, no, deja los pobrecitos, they have First Amendment right, que la chingada. <laughs> no, they're peaceful, they're, hey, wey, they're doing it for George Floyd, wey, déjalos, don't say nothing, it's for George Floyd, they're here for equality, wey, déjalos. No, no, that's not what's, what's happening. Peep game. This is some fucking. We're being attacked from within. This is some globalist, leftist, extremist bullshit. Antifa's not your friend. Snap out of it. Pull your head out of your ass. And these double standards in the media is not helping anybody. They're like, a black person did a mass shooting in Austin. Shh, don't say they were black. Don't say they were hunting white people. Yeah, I know they confess that. Don't put that in print. Yeah. It's, it's going to adversely affect the black community because it's a stereotype. Well, let a white person do it, and you're going to run behind that narrative. Oh, look, I told, look at white people. Yeah. Look at these crazy white people. See, that's why we need to take guns out of y'all's hands. Also, fucking Beto O'Rourke shit. You know, it's crazy because my... <laughs> done for the day what's crazy is that in a, in a city well i was gonna say i always used to go to in my early and mid-20s austin was like because it's so close oh it's, it's the shit and it's cool you it's know it's fun it's super fun go you know down the street uh, yeah. from like home plate or some of these great restaurants and then you got sixth street and congress and all that shit right there it's a blast or at least great, it was yeah great musicians mm -hmm. dude i i practically recorded all of my they can't deport us all album in austin mm. i was practically living in austin i was there for like months at a time oh wow! months and months at a time i was literally living in austin i literally had a roommate like um my homeboy he had a two-bedroom apartment and he's like hey man i'm getting taxed out the ass um a homeboy was supposed to move in he didn't move in will you rent will you go halves on the rent that's your bedroom that way, whenever you're in town, you could, you could stay here. So I even had like an apartment oh, in Austin. Um, shout out to Sally and, and the Williams family. Um, you know, they helped me with this, with that album, the production, uh, showed me around town. I made a lot of friends. I mean, I was practically living there. And it's a shame to see where it's headed. And I really, really pray that the people of Austin stand up and realize that what's going on and what's happening is not in your best interest. They are ruining Austin. They're trying to Portland your Austin. I get it. It's artsy. We got to keep it weird. 
But don't fucking uh, don't empower criminals and crime and stop disrespecting the police. Let me put it to you like this and, and tell me what you think. When I think about it is you have all these art like artists, right? Like keeping it weird, keeping it, you know, uh, interesting, their music, art legit artists and whatever, right? You have a city that's starting to go up and not not that it really is, but let's just hypothetically say it's turning into Portland and it's going up in flames, right? As somebody who already more than likely doesn't have a lot. A lot of artists don't have a lot, right? They're trying to make it. They're trying to get something, get stuff, get money, get a, a leg ahead or whatever. They're too busy calling me a sellout. Go on. Sure. Uh, and, but also, they're also just witnessing and allowing that that destruction to continue in a city that's supposed to be giving them their hopefully future prosperity, right? Fruits of the labor they're putting into the city. And instead of wanting to combat that, it's let's just let them run wild. I don't understand that. Like you're already like there's not going to be anything to obtain in that city and all the let's just say all the previous you know decade of, of, of trying to struggle and make it in this artistic town will be for nothing. They're going to turn it into Antifa town. Yeah. You know, they're ruining it. They're turning it into like a little communist haven. Um, I'm not with it. I'm not for it. It's sad. And uh, but, you know, there's only so much I could do. Yeah. So the people of Austin are going to have to stand up and push back against all that leftist bullshit. Get y'all's mayor out of there. Um, I don't know what y'all gonna do about that homelessness issue, but um, let's not make Austin look like Mad Max. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have not joined the Patreon, join the Tamal Intelligence Agency. Take action. Do it now. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. And we hope that you're gaining value from this and perspective and, and some of the nomenclature and vocabulary of this political landscape so that you can start to peep game as to what the news is trying to you know piss on your leg tell you it's rain so that if you live in atlanta you can understand about the tax base and and buckhead and and this and that if you live in austin you can kind of get a sense of where shit is headed understand what leftist extremism can do to your city thank you guys so much thank you for listening uh very excited about chingo chats we're going to talk about testosterone, uh, masculinity, uh, uh, masculinity is under attack in America. We're going to talk about Father's Day, the role of the dad in, a, in the nuclear family. So thank you guys so much. And se cuidan y a los guachos.